0: Hi, I know we've been absent for the past uh, three or four weeks here uh, during kind of the entry back into the workforce. Uh, Dr. Brill and I uh, have recorded a lot of webinars and just been doing other business stuff, getting back to life, enjoying our, our summers here. So uh, I promise we'll have a, a podcast at least every week into the future here. The number one expense in every private practice of Tom Tree Office or optical is your laboratory cost for spectacle lenses. One of the easiest ways to make profit in any business is simply lower your cost of goods. Today we're talking about taking control of your cost of goods with your laboratory supplies. And that's really all about where do you order lenses from to cut costs, maintain quality, and increase service level. Today we're gonna be talking about why your lab is ripping you off. Now, there's three or four major manufacturers out there. One starts with E, one starts with Z, another with H, and all the other subsidiary brands that go along with them. And the fact is, when they're charging you two, three, four hundred $400 for a pair of lenses, they're ripping you off, okay? Just because a lens is more expensive does not mean it's better. It's a piece of plastic. All of the brands of lenses are using very similar technology. They're manufactured in many of the same places. And let me tell you a little secret. When you order a French lens or that Japanese lens, it's not made in America probably like you think it is. Even though you send it to your local lab 10 miles away or across state lines, it's going to Mexico or it's going to Thailand, it's going to China, and it comes back to your office within, you know, 10, 14 days or whatever the time period is. So today, we're going to be talking about using private label lenses. Basically it's lenses kind of like you, you know, buy those potato chips at the store. They taste pretty good. Private label lenses are the exact same thing as the big label lenses. You know, when VSP came out with their unity line, they actually bought private label designs from a company called IOT, and Disney optical technologies. So a lot of these manufacturers are actually buying their designs and slapping names on it, marketing names. So today, all about lowering your cost of goods, why you should switch from your big optical labs who rip you off and then give you rebates and make your bills all confusing and switch to a private label lab that has lower cost, lower overhead, more education. This was actually a webinar and I'll put a link to the show notes if you just want to watch it in person and see all of our pretty faces. We have two labs on here, uh, Smart OD and Black Lab Optical. They're going to be talking to us about lenses? Beyond what uh, Dr. Brill and and myself know, real engaging discussion.
1: Welcome to Eyetrepreneur, the podcast for wizards of eyes. I'm Dr. Raymond Brill with my co-host, Perry Brill, and we're here to bring you stories about wizards of eyes. Yes, what is a wizard, Dr. Brill? These are folks that you may have heard about, may not have heard about. These are people who are actually very successful in doing what they do in all aspects of eye care. We're not talking to self-proclaimed
0: industry geniuses, experts, masters, or gurus because we're talking to wizards of eyes that make it happen each and every day. They
1: are out there working every day in the labs, on the road, in the practices, in surgery suites, making lenses, making frames. Yes, we want to hear
0: these back-of-the-house stories about innovation, entrepreneurship, and make you feel excited
1: to do what you do. We want you to be energized about the whole eye care field. And this is not your big optical program. This is done out of the passion of our hearts. Please go ahead and subscribe to itrepreneur, the podcast
0: for wizards of eyes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or your favorite app. Also visit itrepreneur.com where you'll find our latest blogs and special video content. That's www.eyetrepreneur.com.
1: So we have uh, John McManus, and he is CEO of Black Lab Optical in the it's in the Phoenix area, right? Correct. Okay, and then we have another industry veteran here, Dr. Favor Cavalas, and he's in Colorado. And these two gentlemen actually know each other, but they run independent labs. And well, maybe we will uh, let let's let John. Uh, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey into the lab business and, you know, your background and uh, what, you know, what got you interested in this field of lenses and frames and everything. I know opticians, optometrists have a, a strange appetite. We eat a lot of lenses, but tell us your, where you're from and how you got it to this place as being uh, with your optical now.
2: This started about 15 years ago. I was. Um... Working with the founder of IDOC and
1: Mark Fader, right? Yes, sir. Okay.
2: Yes. So they had a strategy to build IDOC, to build Kodak, and what we did is we developed a lab model that facilitated that need. And then what took place is we sold it, ended up building it, and I ended up with a contract with S Law. And under that contract, I worked worked as a consultant. And then I had a group of doctors here in Phoenix, Arizona, that requested my assistance to open up a digital lab. So that's what we decided on doing. And in doing so, we, we've changed the marketplace. We've competed against the big box companies and we provide high-end digital lenses at a fraction of the cost, superior AR. And uh, we enjoy what we're doing and work with folks like yourself, you know, sharing what is the difference. So your lab is
0: Black Lab Optical and you're owned by optometrists, right? Yes, sir, correct. So tell us about what happened. Why did these ODs, I mean, they should be in the lane refracting, right? But instead they
1: said, let's get a lab going. What are their, biz- are their businessmen? ODs being businessmen? What's going on there?
2: Exactly. They changed their stripes. They decided, okay, let's, uh, let's be more competitive with the big box companies coming out. We need to be more educated. By opening a lab, we learned an array of you know, product mix and reduction of cost of goods. We buy from companies from like South Korea, same that the big box companies do. We buy from Germany. Uh, we buy products all around the world and we pay a fraction of the cost for us buying from here in the United States and we bring that to independent optometrists.
1: Wow, sounds like you're working smarter than harder, huh? Well, Dr. Kovalis, yeah. um, tell us about your
0: background. You grew up in Germany, right?
3: Well, I am uh, from Germany. I right. uh, uh,
0: Lithuania. From... Lithuania. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but uh, my whole family is in the optical business. My father, my mother, my uh, brother, everybody, niece, we are kind of infected by that. And um, I got to this uh, business through my, uh, through my family a long time ago. You see, I'm an old guy and still, still there. <laughs>
1: Where did you go to optometry school? Or
3: your- I went to Germany. Uh, Germany Uh, seven seven long years Wow (laughs) the Germans always like to overdo it a little they always want to be better
0: so you you moved to the US and you were
3: what president of Metzler of Metzler 1995 so tell people about Metzler who don't know just a quick blurb Metzler is uh, was a great company they did all the frames from scratch they were, at that time, uh, in the 70s, 80s, they were the, the biggest and, I think, the best in the world. And uh, they had great lines. Uh, I represented them in, in the United States until uh, 2000 when they got sold. And um, I had to make a decision. Am I staying with them as an employee or I open my own company? since I already knew the frame business, I decided to stay in the business, create my own lines. I um, started selling frames under my own name. It was, it was very exciting. It was very exciting. Okay, so
0: then you moved into the lab business and the rest is history.
3: Exactly. I always, I always wanted to to, uh, to be in the lab business. I always wanted to add lenses to our frames. I thought it is a good combination, uh, but couldn't afford it because I um, thought that at that time uh, that I can buy lenses just from domestic labs. And when I looked deeper into this subject, I discovered a whole new world. Uh, it was uh, mind-boggling. I could open a lab. I could offer lenses for much, much better prices to our customers, Uh, and I saw a great opportunity. And uh, this is how the name came up also. Smart OD, be smart. No, right. It was a bumpy ride, I have to tell you. It was a bumpy ride, because uh, to build a lab uh, from nothing, and um, it was interesting. Uh, to find suppliers, to find uh, equipment, uh, to uh, hire technicians. It, it's it's quite, quite a ride. Yeah. But we did it.
1: Okay, well, that's, that's fabulous. Uh, Perry, do you have something to share with us
3: now? Yeah,
0: so I'm ready. Got all my technology working. So I'm showing you a poll I did on Facebook, and uh, I'll let you guys read it here. And what it is is I'm, I was just curious to what price people think they should pay for a premium progressive lens and the great majority of people think a lens should cost three hundred dollars or more just a plastic progressive lens what they are it's just crazy i just can't believe people think you have to pay that much money for good quality so um i'm a big advocate of quality i would never purchase something that would be bad for a patient so but it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg so um we're going to move into the next little um portion here I'm gonna stop the share. We're gonna share and notes. John and,
1: and Fabe, that doesn't mean you raise your prices to 300 dollars okay? <laughs> we're, we're okay with reasonable pricing.
0: All right, so I have an ebook. A lot of you probably have already downloaded it. Um, but I'm just gonna jump right into the optical section of my ebook and explain how you make profit on lenses. So this is not rocket science. A lot of you probably already implement a lot of these this philosophy and mentality
1: was well, not that your consulting business? I rocket? This is my
0: consulting business, uh, I rock it. Uh Bring rocket fuel back to your practice. So as you're, I don't, I'm not going to bring hand sanitizer. <laughs> I'll let you do that.
1: Awesome.
0: I know. We heard that if you go to the Asian market, apparently they like have all that goods they get out of Asia. I'm to so. go
1: later on, so.
0: All right. So optical, it's the easiest place to lose money. You buy a $300 lens. I mean, yeah, do that. 50 times, 100 times throughout the, the month. and Now you're talking $20,000 lab bills. So the easiest place to lose money. And um, I don't mean to be rude to staff out there. I'm a, I'm a staff member. The problem is staff doesn't care what an office pays for frames or lenses. At the end of the day, an optician just wants a paycheck and to go home, uh, which is a th- sad thing. If, if you want to enhance revenue with an optical, the staff has to care about the cost of goods. Um, they get a paycheck every two weeks, they're laughing at you so um, just a funny illustration here you know no matter what the lab bill is you're always gonna get paid as an employee but I want you to rethink that mentality save your doctor money save yourself money you know if, if you can save money on the lab you could potentially get a raise lenses are just a piece of plastic um, it's not born with a name right dr. Brill
1: right having brand loyalty is is really nice uh, but We've been sold a bill of goods by representatives that bring donuts and bring candy and they befriend our staff and they are buying the newest, greatest version seven of some old lens. And it didn't come out of the egg or come out of the mold and say, guess what? I'm a premium, I'm a premium lens and I have a really premium price. From the edger standpoint, it only knows it's a chunk of plastic. We call it a puck and the labs call it actually a puck. It looks like a hockey puck. So with that, we are trying to take the geometries that are created by smart people from OptiTech, IoT, other companies and say, no, the edger doesn't care. It's a piece of plastic. Let's price it fairly so that you have the capability of making profit in your office. So don't worry about the patients. They're not gonna say, I need a transition seven with blah, 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 with Crizal. There are, it's your brand. It's your office, so they should be asking for the Gregor brand, right, Leslie? They should be asking for uh, the Brooks brand, Dr. Brooks. So we don't go to the dentist and say, hey, what what amalgam brand are you using or what kind of anesthetic is it? We just assume the doctor is going to choose the best for us.
0: Right, and every, you know, you shouldn't have 63 price lists when that lab rep comes in. They might say they're giving you the best price, but there's a zillion price lists, and that's just not fair.
2: Yeah, um, and this is a very good point, Dr. Brill.
3: Okay. When
2: we buy that material, we buy that hockey puck, for $2.40, polycarbonate, and that's just a good base, and I run it through my generator, and the calculations come from my lab management software. They go to the generator. It's the exact same. The only difference is, am I running the Shamir? Am I running the Verilux? Am I running the Hoya? And that's where the costs come to the lab. But if it's a private label... Those fees are significantly less, and that's how we can save the dollars. Now, you have a click
1: fee, right? Can you explain that?
2: Yes, sir. It's, it's kind of like a royalty, if you've royalty. ever seen the shark camp. Right. Mr. Wonderful wants that royalty fee, every job that goes through. Well, that click fee is calculated by our lab management software. So, for an example, an ENCODE progressive is going to be a top-tier progressive across the board. Once again, Zeiss Individual or your Lifestyle you name it, they're all gonna be $65. That's a ballpark range. When you go down to an old code progressive, they're gonna be $45. When you go down to a J and so on, they all get lower. But every time you run that job, that click fee is established and at the end of the month, I have to pay Shamir $9,000 because I had all these click fees. Now, when I run a private label, that's the difference. We don't have to carry that $65, that $45 to the doctors, we can put that in your pocket so you don't have to chase a rebate you don't have to chase a brand name you can get a digital design that's equivalent
1: uh, all right we're gonna do a
0: little icebreaker. um uh, so there's a pull up we want to just know who's most attractive here first
1: <laughs> well i will i will say i am not the oldest here though i will say that
3: so. yeah that's right it's
2: always me <laughs> Yeah, on, you're going to win, win both, Dr. Palace, You win both. <laughs> just, just to
3: elaborate a little bit on the click fee. A click yeah. fee, just to explain to, to uh, non lab people, is actually an application that you can download similar to an application that you download on your uh, iPhone and you use it and you pay for it when you use it. So when you click on it, and this is where the, the expression click fee comes, when you click on it on the generator, by choosing a certain lens, that click fee will be charged to you. So it depends on, the lens cost depends on that click fee that I will click, or how do I choose the click fee? It's based on the order, whatever the optometrist or the optician is, is ordering for me. It's not up to me. Hey, Pierre, how's your poll going
2: in, yes, Right. And these brands, these private labels are equivalent research and development companies in the world. Uh, Optotech is a German-Swiss company. They make multi-million dollar lenses such as like the, uh, the Hubble telescope or the cameras in Spaceship Columbia. That's the caliber of design they make, and they sell multi-million dollar lenses to the government. But they also make glasses. So the research and development that you're receiving and you hear about, much like the Verilux, which is intensive and very high tech, we have that as well. IoT are the same. They're one of the number one private labels in the world. And they make designs for, let's see, uh, not Maui Jam, it was Costa Del Mar. So they make designs for many large corporations as well as selling on their own and selling to independent labs.
0: All right, we're gonna share the poll results. Dr. Kovalas is the most attractive. I can't believe that. (laughs) You won. I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest. This is (laughs) why. I told you. you All right, so this is what I wanna get the point across. Obviously we knew Essler is gonna be your favorite lens brand. And by the end of this webinar, we will change your mind. We will change your mind. And Shamir is 50% percent s as well, if you didn't know that. Uh, Hoya is their own giant beast. And um, my vote goes to IoT and Optitech. I think they're the winners out there. Uh, we've interviewed, inter- interviewed Daniel Crespo, the CEO of IoT. You can listen to that podcast.
1: So more- Where do they find the podcast,
0: Perry? itrepreneur.com, uh, favorite podcast app, wherever. And then... Um, have you ever used an independent lab? So about a quarter of you are saying no. I'm interrupting this podcast to say, if you're loving entrepreneur podcast, please go ahead. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you are listening to. So other optometry, optical people can find this and get the education they need. Back to the podcast. But um, let's continue the conversation here. Let's talk about lens designs. How? Why can one lens be three hundred dollars and another lens be a hundred, and it's the same lens?
3: Why lenses cost so much? Very simple. Because people are willing to pay. Well, is the answer for the marketing then? uh, Well, if I'm if I'm a lens a lens company and uh, um, people are willing to pay me three hundred dollars, like it was before on your screen or uh, they will pay me just $10. This will be my, my business structure. I speak with a lot of uh, doctors and opticians. And what my discovery is also that most of the offices don't have a prize list. When I come in and I say, uh, who, is your, who is your lab, such and such, and uh, where is your prize list? Oh, um, we received it once. I don't know where it is. So uh, 9 out of 10 don't have a price list or they, they've never looked into it. Because Who's, contro- really-
0: Who's controlling the lab pricing? When you walk into offices, Dr. Kovalas, and you try to present your new services, are you talking to the doctor, or the optician? Who's making the decision?
3: It's usually, usually, in most cases, is the optician. And okay. the optician has, has his own preferences, whatever preferences they are. and um, Relationships relationships uh, because in, again, uh, nothing against the opticians, but it's maybe I will step on somebody's toes, but it's not their money. So if they are comfortable uh, with the company that they are buying lenses from, they will stay with it. They will never compare prices. They don't have, they don't even have a motivation to, to compare prices. John, what do you have to say
2: on that? Well, the research and development can be equivalent. We already established that. You know, They're all competing against one another. You mentioned that the Shamir is owned 50% by Essilor. Well, the Shamir InTouch was the first lens design that came out to a generation that wants to read their tablets, read their iPhones, have that uh, distance uh, and that near. And then what Essilor did is they came out with their X. So in the portfolios we all have comparable lens designs and it's all just to cater to the needs of our growing population times change well, that's where that comes And the research and development is there but then the market in dollars is what drives that cost up because then when somebody like SLO will take it to a market and they do a fantastic job marketing that they have to charge those fees to be able to cover those costs of goods. So that's one of the biggest things, but you should know that all these lens designs companies are aware of what portfolios are available and they're all making the same portfolio. The calculation and the mathematics that goes into that lab management software and goes to that generator, they're all so equivalent and almost so, so close, it's remarkable. So we've tried, I've had doctors who practice in California that The doctor didn't want to try a private label. She was very close with the relationship with the big box companies, and the optician put her into our 4K design. So that's our top tier and co-progressive. That's $93 in poly being one of the best lens designs as far as a top tier. And for two months, she wore it. She had no idea what it was. And then the optician, the optical manager, told her, no, you've been wearing that, Doc. And she raved about it. But it was to get her to try it first was the difficult. To get over that hurdle was the difficult part. But once you folks have an opportunity and try and compare, you will see, and I believe that you're going to be very happy. And We've had practices completely switch um, 100% from a branded name to our private label and have saved thousands of dollars a month because they're, st- they're still getting the German-Swiss design from us.
0: I want to mention something here when you're, it should be about your brand. It should be the Ramsey brand, the Desjardins brand, the blue brand, Cheng brand, Poulin brand. Nobody is coming into my office asking for a brand. Nobody cares. It's a piece of plastic. You see through it and they, they came to you. They went past VisionWorks, lens crafters and all the other stores to come to you. So throw away all the crap, get rid of all the lens tents, the brochures, the coupons. Unbrand your office and just provide good service. That's just number one. Um, I do want to ask, get one of these questions answered. So Dr. Desjardins wants to know, why do lens companies come out with new lenses every year and say it's new and improved?
3: Well, obviously, every company, every designer wants to come out, wants to bring in a new tweak a new um, a new improvement and it happens for example now shamir came out with an intelligence uh, lens it's a very interesting lens and they put a lot of uh, a lot of development it hours into it distribution maintenance advertisement it is a good lens you cannot get that lens as a generic lens today obviously so there are a little bit of differences if you come out with a new product you don't want to give it as away as a generic. And look at yourself. When a rep comes into your door and wants to sell you frames, the first, uh, the first question from the optician is, what's new? What do we have new? Do we have new frames? Do they have new releases? Everybody's looking for something new. Although on the, same, on, on the contrary, Coca-Cola didn't change for more than a hundred years. So if you, on, on one side, if, it, if a product is good, you say, is why to change it? Why to, why to change something that works? On the other side, in our world today, uh, where computers are involved, you always do something new. Like Facebook, you watch now Facebook, they always invent something new, a new connection, a new feature, and something is new. The same is with lenses. Frames, obviously. Also, new styles, new colors. In the nineties, the P three shape was very popular. Then it disappeared, and everybody wanted those squares. Then it disappeared, and then wanted everybody wanted those um, uh, drill mounts. And it goes on and on. Now everybody wants plastic, small plastic, big plastic. It changes all the time. It is, it's, it's well, all time. thing. It's that's today. style. I, I think the. The first
1: question the optician asks is, "Did you bring me candy or donuts?" <laughs> now, cent- are you going to go to Starbucks and get us all a coffee? Because when we get right down to it, that's the most thing—the charming, you know, of the of the representative and the uh, kind of that fake relationship, you know, like, "Oh, my optician, my lab rep, she'll do anything for me," you know, and and so they're being romanced. You're doing yeah. a house brand. I mean, there's really no romancing about it. You're you're getting a high-quality lens for a lot less money.
3: You so, know. gentlemen, let's talk about anti-reflective. Yeah, just a second, Perry. If I, yeah. I enter, it was here a question that wasn't answered. It scrolled up a little bit. Uh, if we are paying click fee also for generic lenses. Yes, we do. Uh, yes, we do. And this is, this is the whole difference. This is where the price difference comes in because – the part costs the same, the material costs the same, the technicians cost the same, the machines, everything is the same. What's different? The difference is the clip fee. Instead of paying 60, $70 for a click, we pay between like an average $10, let's say. It makes, it makes a difference. If you multiply it with a profit margin, here is the money. And uh, I see here a uh, second question is if we can generate a Varilux X from any part, this is what I understand, part is generator surfaces, yeah. That a part is a piece of plastic, just for to know. And we can, with the new machines, uh, with generators, we can make out of it any lens, whatever you like. So um, this, is, uh, this is the, 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 the new generation. Uh, it's the difference between conventional generators and the digital generator i hope i answered the question if i didn't answer it right uh, ask me please again i will i will be more more uh, precise
1: so for those who who uh, did not grow up in a lab you know you have this puck of plastic we've been talking about how does it get the prescription in the puck i mean what do you do in the old days i think it was on the front now it's on the back so how, how does that all work how does it go from a puck of plastic to a prescription.
2: It actually started with computer programming and I believe uh, Shamir out of Israel was one of the first companies to develop this. I started in New York City. Um, I had a, uh, a colleague, a doctor that um, had them come in and showed him and said, we're gonna revolutionize the optical industry by this. And he showed them, we are going to be able to make a digital design on a computer and send it to a generator and that mapping that computer generator will actually digitize and scribe into the back side of the lens. So today you can put basically any design of your portfolio. One of the questions was, can you surf in a Verilux X? You can put that puck into the generator and we can choose from our private label portfolio, a lens design equivalent to a Verilux X. But because we're using a private label design, then you would not, we would not incur the click fee, nor would it be a Verilux design. So I guess that answers that question. As far as the industry and how it's changed, it's so vast, and that's why we say that it's so much easier to mimic these designs and come up with something comparable. And in regards to how we used to have to do it, uh, in the time frame, we can take. We can put a digital single vision, we can put a flat top, we can put a office, a workspace, a computer, a driving glass, you want golf lenses, you name it, it's all done by the computer today. And it is the same puck. unless you're going into a different material and you decide I want a transition, extra active, as far as any photochromics or any of that, that increases all your cost of goods, obviously, when yeah. you do the material.
1: it's a different puck for a photochromic, right?
3: Oh. Let me answer another question. Are there designs of progressive lenses completely done or created in China? Not at all, not at all. We use Shamir, Uh, Shamir is designed in Israel. Hoya is designed in, uh, as far as I know, in Japan. Optotech is a German company. So, uh, by the way, in China, and I was in China uh, very, very often, and I visited a lot of companies, they choose, they use the same machines and they use the same software. They, they don't have the IT knowledge to develop their own software. They can't compete with, with all those companies that, that de- design now. Um, I hope I answered the question. And another question was about uh, private label and uh, about service. You have to try it out. There is nothing but trying out. Uh, there There is no silver bullet that you say, okay, I buy this lens and everybody will be happy with. It's not. And about the customer service, again, it took me and my partners here a long, long time to find good customer service people. Because as in your business, Everything is about customer service. When you look for a real estate, the three rules in real estate is location, location, location for the business, for us and for you, it is customer service, customer service, customer service. So if you can provide that customer service and it is, believe me, very difficult to do, it is much easier to make a lens, a complicated lens, than to have a customer service person, to hire one. We're lucky now that we hired now um, a couple people that know the job, that are friendly, that will take care.
2: And I don't know how it's with you, John, but it took us a while to get those people. Definitely, no, I agree. It, I mean, it's like, it's like anything in good business, you have to find people that are, they're artists. They're dedicated, they enjoy the, the world and the optics and they strive to be the best. And we have been lucky enough to find those people wasn't easy and
3: I teach them Uh, for example this morning in one I assembled everybody and we had we had again a class for an hour and it never ends and it never ends and uh, to repeat it and repeat it it's like customer service is the most important in our business we're in the service business what was your class on? I'm sorry what was the class on uh, lenses, lenses, and the finished product. Because when we finish a, when we finish a product, let's say you are ordering a lens, and you think that this lens with this prescription will look great. Let's say a plus eight, and you think, as an optician, this will be uh, um, okay with a certain material. When we see the lens when it comes out out of the generator or of the after edging, we see it. Now before, and this was the class today, before we say, we send it back to you, if it doesn't look good, we call the customer and say, customer, Mr. Customer, it looks awful in our eyes. Maybe we should change the, this frame size. Maybe we should change the material. Maybe we should go to a different material. Maybe we should add on an air coating because you you left out the air coating on a high minus. Uh, so this is what we want to do. I, we, want, we want to avoid to send out a frame that, with lenses that in our eyes, it looks already bad. Why should we send it out? Let's, let's make our suggestions, maybe make a picture, and send it to the optician. Uh, we save time, we save money, we save aggravation, uh, because uh, when you get the, the, the frame and lenses into your office. I would like to say, like,
0: labs are not managers, okay? You don't have to have a lab relationship for 20 years, 10 years. Like, if you're getting bad service repeatedly, month after month after month, call a lab, try a few jobs out. It's, it's really no big deal. Send in an, an application, you'll get started in, in two days. So you don't have to make a big fuss about it.
3: Bingo. Bingo.
0: It's not Bingo. hard. I did want to answer a question though. Somebody said, my patients ask for brands all the time. I don't know what to do. I will tell you what I would do. Look the patient straight in the eyes and say, I know you've heard of these brands. However, if you want to pay more money because it has a label on it, go right ahead. But it's a piece of plastic. I have great lenses here and just be speak to them uh, in a really direct manner. But how would you d- answer that question, John?
2: Well, Katie um, Katie Rich had a question and I think it's what you're stemming off of here she's old school and um, that's good because you have a lot of knowledge and you have used the Verilux lens for years it's something that you're accustomed for and to and you have that habit but you have to feel confident that there's other designs and companies the eyes and lens great lens we call ours the DES digital eye string so we we have the portfolio to mimic what the Verilux products have, you just have to have the confidence that there are other options. You drive a BMW, well, have you tried a Mercedes? You may think it's comparable, but you've driven the BMW so long, when you drive that Mercedes, it's gonna be different. You have to adapt. So, and that's what we're asking. We're saying you can adapt, you can save a remarkable amount of money, and that's a significant part, and we, what we're offering is the World Class Lens Challenge. Uh, you have lenses from Hoya, Japanese, Zeiss, German, uh, Eslo, French, Shamir, Israel. We have 100% confidence in our lens designs and the team as far as design. And, and when you, you folks call up, we have licensed opticians here that will say, this is what you want to go parallel across to this. You want a Shamir Autograph 3, you want a Hoya Array. Whatever the the lens design you're comfortable using, we have something in the portfolio to cross-reference and give you the answers so you feel confident prescribing this to your patient, because that's what it's all about. We all want the Mm -hmm. best, and we're doctor-owned. We did not sacrifice on anything.
0: I want to bring up something really funny. So when you go to a big optical lab, those are the big brands, and you order a lens for $300, and then on the second pair of lenses, they give you 50% off. I guarantee you, these gentlemen, on their normal price range, will still beat that fifty percent off. So here's how it works: they they mark the price, the lenses up, so they can give you a discount. It's um, it's just what happens. It's a game. Retail. It's retail. Chasing
2: the rebate. Yeah. yeah, chasing
0: rebates. Remember, do you guys remember when J.C. Penney's uh, decided to lower their prices, but then it failed? People like the deal. They like bringing
3: in the coupons. So uh, Let me, let me uh, answer here another question, and I wanted also, by a circumstance, I wanted to talk about it. So Allison is asking about, she says that uh, private label lenses are not, a, um, not on a vision plan. Uh, absolutely. So uh, let me explain. Uh, all what we're talking now are lenses and lens prices that are not accepted by vision plans uh, like VSP or, or uh, IMED because they will force you to buy branded lenses. Why? Uh, Because there is more meat on the bones. They have to make money also. They have to pay the lab, they have to pay you. And for this reason, if they will uh, just allow you to buy a lens for $40, $50, $60, there will not be enough money. Now they're making so much money, they don't even know what to do with it. They're buying whole companies. So all what we're talking here is not VSP, not IMED, no plans, right? So uh, now if you have a VSP customer, this conversation is forget about this conversation because you have to sell them a branded lens. Now if it is We have to use you have to. Now if you if you have um, a non a VSP customer, a private pay customer, then we come into place. And let me explain, let me explain. Maybe this will, this will open a little bit more your eyes. So if you have a VSP, you have one lab, and you send them all your jobs, all your jobs, you will get by the end of the month an invoice. The invoice will be only for private pay because for all the plans, you will not get an invoice, you will get, uh, you will get the lenses and on the bottom of the invoice will say zero. Check it out. It's not zero. It, it is it because yeah. you will get reimbursed by VSP. You get the check by the end of the month or on the first of the month. So you don't pay, they pay you and they pay you as much as they want. Now, do you want to be in this boat that somebody pays you whatever they decide to pay you for? No. Now you receive from the same lab, also an invoice. And that particular invoice, we can, we can cut by much. I cannot tell you 50%, uh, 40% depends on how much you pay now, but we can analyze it. We can compare apples to apples. And we can tell you what our prices are. Right. But just on those lenses that you are receiving an invoice or a statement from your lab.
0: I agree. If you have a, um, a private pay patient and you're using a big optical lab and paying $300, huge mistake. Support an independent lab when you have the cash opportunity. Um, John, let's hop into another subject. A lot of people are going to be really concerned about switching lens brands. They've been wearing Verilux Comfort for 10 years, 15 years. Now you're going to tell them to switch into an A private label optotech design. Oh, is that possible? Can we do that?
2: Yeah, we've proven it. We've had several practices. We had um, Sean Bogart, who is our salesperson. Now, he actually worked for a practice in California. They were using all Shamir. Shamir is a great product. We manufacture that for our VSP clients. But as far as a private label, uh, we made the switch 100%. He wanted to see that. He believed in the product prior to going out in the field and telling other opticians that they should try our private label. So with great success, um, minimal non-adapt. I'm not going to say no non-adapt because you're always going to have that patient, but we've proven it over and over again. Um, so it, it's something that you, you just have to take the leap of faith and trust it. But they have to have the confidence. So we want you to try the lens. So if you're an optical manager and you're running the optical department or you're the primary optician. Let's try it. What are you comfortable with in the portfolio that you use? Tell us that. We'll tell you what is comparable in our portfolio that's going to mimic that, and we'll make it for you. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. All right, we've got a poll going here. So, you know, we've
0: only been talking fifty minutes, and we're still going to go longer. And for everybody that asked a question and we didn't get to it, um, I have all these questions on file. We will make sure we get the answers to you. Some are a little technical for this call. So we're just kind of gauging if you guys are comfortable trying to, a different lab, so.
1: Harry, let me address uh, when people come in and ask for a brand. Go ahead. And so they just saw a commercial, mainly they're interested in that type of lens. You know, they'll, they'll, say, they'll still say, I want a photo gray, and they mean it transitions or something that, you know, is light adaptive lens. But they're not gonna say, I want a light adaptive lens. They're gonna say photo gray, you know we still say boxes like i want a box of kleenex instead of, i want a box of paper tissues you know i need to buy kids some crayolas so they're using it in, in a way that i mean is a way to express what they want but if you say you know I'm, the, I'm kind of the expert on these lenses i study them all the time i know the specific designs i know the contour plots we've worked with this this is my specialty and let me allow you to give something that's even a little better for less for less money. Would that be okay? And I can't imagine anyone saying, no, I want to pay more money for a, for a worse quality lens. So uh, it, it's really up to the doctor and up to the optician to say, uh, this is kind of my domain. And now unless they work for one of these big companies, most of the time they're going to say, look it. well, let's make it in something that's a little bit better. That information is a little bit outdated and i think that you always have the ability to give them a guarantee hey if for some reason you don't like it we can always make it in the other brand so people want a risk reversal um wow look at this poll
0: everybody wants to try independent labs so that's good Very if you, good. you think we're just okay so <laughs> So um if
3: you, if you- so this
1: is great this is exactly what we want we want to open people's eyes uh, I think there are some optician optometrists say, well, I just have one lab. I've always used them. And come hell or high water, it's something that I just still use. Uh, maybe not get the donuts, but ask your, if you're not the doctor, and ask me, ask your doctor, would, would you mind if we saved you $300 a job or $200 a job? You, could you buy us some donuts? I mean, I, I think that will work out pretty well. So those relationships... Are are kind of phony relationships, and you'll I see mean, as you go to another lab how well those how strong those relationships are with your salesman to buy you candy and donuts.
3: To tell you a little bit about about what lens is better, there is no better lens. You have to try it out. Uh, maybe you should try it out on yourself. It's like you go to a restaurant and you say, "What's your best wine?" or uh, "What's the best beverage?" It's your personal it's your personal taste you have to taste it to say okay i like this soup or i like that wine so everybody has a different taste and um if every if there would be one lens that is the best everybody would sell it right right but at the same time let me let me just tell you in the old days in the old days when we used conventional lenses There was a big difference. I have to tell you because when I started, uh, we had those um, old uh, lenses from Zeiss, uh, Rodenstock, Hoya. Uh, Everybody came out. uh, Varilux started with that. All the lenses were pre-designed. The design was a front design. On the part was a front design, and you couldn't change that design. That's it. So you you cut in the prescription from the back and the design is staying the same right so if you if you if you cannot see with that or you don't like that design you have to change the whole company you have to if you are not happy with one company you have to change to another company today it's a little bit different not a little bit much different today we make the lenses digitally and today the lenses are compensated today the lenses are made in free form uh, design It's like having a a, a rotary phone and having an iPhone. Can you compare it? What's better? So obviously, obviously, digitally generated freeform lens is much better. Now, are there differences? Small ones, small ones. And for those small differences, check it out. Call your lab, ask them if they have a generic lens, Call John, call me. We will help you with that.
1: Let me put yeah. them on the spot. Are you guys willing to give any of these participants like a free pair to try out?
3: Not just that. If they, first of all, they have to try our company, so we will give them yeah. 10% on top of everything with 10% for the next two months. Wow. To get them kind of like started uh, with this whole virus craziness. So even though our prices are very low, we will give you an additional 10%. And you will also be able to choose a pair of lenses to try.
0: Okay. So I, I want to mention one thing. I, I like working with a small lab because I can just call and talk to Dr. Kovalis. I can call and talk to John. I don't, when I have a technical question that can't be answered or a business question, I just want to talk to the source. Try calling the big H company or big E. You just talk to somebody who's going to sell you more stuff.
3: So uh, dealing in small business is fun. Get ready for that my cell phone number is 303-748-7015. More than that, call me. Hopefully John will get back in here. Hey, John,
2: um, yeah, I'm here, can you
3: hear me? Yes,
1: yeah, sir. There oh yeah, there you go. I was just asking if you, would, if you wouldn't mind giving people a free pair of lenses if they wanted to get your packet and try you out. Would that be okay with you? I, Yeah, I'd
2: love to have the opportunity, you know, I want everyone to be able to be confident prescribing. Uh, I want the doctors to be confident prescribing, and then let's uh, establish that relationship. Tell me me
0: how you guys train. Obviously, you know, you don't have a big overhead. You don't have 80 sales reps. So how, how do you do training?
2: Well, we have licensed opticians, our general manager, uh, he came from Maui Gym. Uh, he was making 1,008 base RXs a day. Uh, then he got contracts for Costa Del Mar, did a full digital deployment there, AR. Uh, then we had the luxury of having to move out here to Arizona with us. So Kelly is our licensed optician. She's 18 years nationwide optical uh, management, uh, number one sales in the country. As far as uh, education and training, we are constantly doing that. Um, on a daily basis we when we work with a optical manager and optician what we like to do is we give you our cell phone numbers um and we're all on a group text so you'll have ed you'll have ashley you'll have kelly and you'll have myself and when you send out that text all hands on deck we're all on the same page we're all identifying your issue we're here to fix your problems to make you look good in front of your opticians and Uh, We believe that type of hands-on in education is what's going to make us uh, superior to somebody at an Esselor corporation that just came from a Burger King and is answering the phones and doesn't have the knowledge or the ability to support your needs.
0: That was excellent. Communication, communication, communication. Uh, It's the same reason we deal with independent frame companies. I don't want to have to be put on hold and go through a call queue and told to go online to buy a frame. I just want to call in say you got the left temple good send it you know it doesn't have to be hard
2: yeah if, if the whip report doesn't give you the answers that you need and you're calling well then obviously it's a fire in your world and we need to put the fire out.
1: so we want to emphasize for people that turn late that these two uh, lab folks here uh, Dr. Cor- Corvallis has a different lab than John McManus they are two I will say colleague collegial Competitors, okay, so they are ha- different uh, laboratories. We
3: are not competitors, we are huh? not friends, we, are friends we have different areas, we have, we have good products, uh, and we care about our customers, but we don't compete with each other.
1: Okay, we- so O D yeah. is in Denver, and John yes. McManus is, is Black Lab Optical, and they're out of Phoenix.
3: Phoenix. We are, we are the Davids and we compete with the Goliaths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like that. And
1: about the ARs, why are ARs so expensive? So maybe we can uh, address that part.
2: You want to well, start? Well, I mean. Out? Go ahead, John. Yes, of course. I mean, your AR chamber, we all have the same crucibles. There is a, a crucible, meaning these little pockets in the bottom of the AR, and there's eight of those that hold all of the chemical compounds. Now, I stated earlier that we don't go to, you know, Essilor or to Zeiss to buy our chemicals. We go to where they buy it. So where they would normally get a five-gallon drum and put their name on it and buy it from Don Chemicals in South Korea and then sell it to us, we bypass that. We go direct to the manufacturer of these chemical compounds. What we've done and we've advised the board of doctors is, we do a good, better, best lens design because that's warranted. You're gonna have a patient that's more budget conscious for a lens design, and we understand that. But for AR, and the cost of goods is significant for that. But for AR, what you have is when you will miss chemical out of that eight crucible, you're dumbing down the integrity of that AR. You're saving as a manufacturer about a dollar seventy per run. So you're running 60 pairs of lenses at one time to save a dollar seventy. To have a marketing strategy and say, well, I'm going to charge you less is why we chose not to do that. So we, all our ARs are a two-year warranty. All our ARs uh, are D-code in regards to their equivalent to a cruzal avance. But then in our search, we have found a hydrophobic property that is phenomenal, and we call that silk. Yes. Yeah, so on your hydrophobic and oleophobic, that, that chemical compound that you put in, we've changed that up. Uh, our cost of goods for that tablet was $5 prior, um, which was equivalent to like a cruzal avancé. We pay now $25 for that same, but we have found that it's significant. So in nanometers, the layers that we put on, on a cruzal avancé equivalent is 10 nanometers. We're putting on 16 nan- nanometers, which does almost double. So the density of that hydrophobic and oleophobic property is significant uh, to where you're gonna rave about this product. You can put lipstick, mascara, you could put a Sharpie, and you won't need any, dull, any clean solution to wipe it off. It will just wipe right off because it's so slick. So those are different things that we separate ourselves from, uh, from the industry because we can do that and um, we enjoy it.
1: It sounds like a fun night putting a lipstick and mascara on our, on our lenses.
2: So. <laughs> there you go. Right, hey, can you- just leave the Sharpie out and you're okay.
0: Someone wants to know what generators you guys use. Frank Gomez is getting technical
3: here.
2: Oh, <laughs> Mr. Gomez. Uh, Dr. Cavalos, you want to start with that?
3: Yes, we're using Schneider machines. We're using the Schneider generator. And um, we're using four, we have how many do we have? A whole bunch of, of uh, edgers. Uh, the newest one is the MEI edger john has it also we're using Satislo edgers um, same as john uses so we're using the same edgers basically and um, i'm using uh, schneider for whatever reason and you are using
2: uh, here Opto- optotech
3: yeah yes sir they do the same job
2: De- definitely there's only three big manufacturers in the world when it comes to digital generators uh, there's many smaller units out there, but the three main manufacturers is, wouldn't you know, Esselor, Statuslo, Incredible Equipment, uh, Schneider, German company, Dr. Cavallis runs that, and Optotech is a German-Swiss company, which we use, and you can see the video on our main page of our website lower, and you can see who Optotech is in, in regards to that, but they're, they're all equivalent, just like we're talking about lens designs same thing the mathematic calculations goes to a schneider goes to an optotech goes to a status low and we're all manufacturing the same lens designs
3: and those your companies are supplying uh, the entire world with machines so we are all using the same machine same technology and by the way as far as i understand they all came all the technicians that created those uh, those uh, machines they came from one village in germany so it's like <laughs> they have they have the same knowledge and uh, the machines look even really the same even the chinese are using the same machines so
1: so there you go uh, you know if you if you look all the way back where everything originates it's all very similar coming from
3: the same area uh oh yeah Hoya is using schneider for example uh zeiss I, as far as i remember you is using schneider so um it's it's all the same yeah also so. schneider all the same
1: so the reason we often change labs in the past is you go along and you get, all of a sudden you get a bad patch of service. And what happens is pers- there's personnel changes in the lab. Uh, maybe they have new equipment and they still to have to do production. Something happens and then you switch labs until the next lab has a failure or doesn't give you service. And, and that's how I think how all of us migrate. But what you want is really a good combination of, of service and price. So, and the quality will go along with it. If, if they do a bad job, you're just free to leave. You're not held captive. So, but I would ask you to just give these two lab labs uh, some business, try it out. Uh, you only have to gain a, is your, your bank. Face it, there's only certain ways to make more money. Okay, right now with COVID, we can't see more patients. Okay, we, the uh, vision care plans are not volunteering to give us COVID money or even to give us a raise that they haven't given us in 20 years.
0: They could or, call me, right? They could call me for consulting, right?
1: Yeah, you could. So what you have to really do is, is work on lowering your cost of goods. And that means that you have to buy frames better. Uh, We're working on private label uh, with our entrepreneur group. You have to buy lenses better, and we've got sources for that. You've got to, if you don't have an edger, you can work on buying an edger. And then you have to have really good lab services and choices and and that's where you, honestly that's where the money's going to be made or or not lost anywhere. and and so. you're going to be laughing all the way to the bank you're gonna say wow why didn't i do this before so hopefully this is an aha moment and perry are we gonna be wrapping this up pretty soon or
0: we are let's get some final words in here uh john leave us with um big picture what should opticians and optometrists do to run a healthy businesses
2: well 2020, you know, going through what we're in right now, obviously difficult times. um, You get to reinvent yourself. And when you come back to the practice, which the majority of us are coming back next week, we've seen our uh, business pick up, you know, twice as much as it was the week prior. And it continues to go that way. But I think um, evaluating your cost of goods, you know, um, trying to evaluate what you did in 2019 what's your lab spend what was your total lab spend monthly and then try a new strategy like we're discussing today and let's look at where you're at in 2020 if you can't reduce your cost of goods by 25 as a as a goal then you're not working hard enough
3: good point right. dr cavalas be open-minded uh, ask more questions uh, don't don't Stick with what the industry is giving you, because there are many, many, many options, and try them out. That's it. Uh, Try out something new. Talk with with people. Uh, Here, this seminar, for example, I I am sure it was an eye-opener for many people. They know now that not just the big companies have good lenses, but also small labs can give you not just a good lens, but also a good price, a good customer service, a personal customer service. And we have also, because we can't just compete with the same lenses, we also added as as our lab added um, uh, specialty items like eye thin lenses for high prescription. There are just a few labs in the country that have it. Uh, We made the lens extra thin. It works for high prescriptions. Uh, We are working now, probably will be done um, tomorrow with a new website that we will publish and offer it to our customers, um, retail website, because today with the coronavirus, people want to buy uh, a lot on, on the website online and not to go to the doctor or to the grocery store if they can. And uh, this is what we do. We provide uh, to the doctors' uh, website.
1: And I hear that from the panelists. I mean, from the participants, that the the uh, big big optical ones—they don't bring donuts or candy anyway anymore. So what the heck? You, you got no reason now. <laughs> now there was one question: Bob, If you order a non-digital lens, will it be produced digitally? That's what someone—that's uh, you,
3: John, and I—we have just digital machines, still a non-digital generator, but.
1: Maybe they're talking about it like a, like a regular stock lens or a, I mean, if you can make a lens yeah, I think, stock lens, would you use a stock lens or would you say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna generate the lens, so.
2: Obviously, our goal is turn time, number one. Cost of goods is a factor for us. So you want to use a stock single vision whenever we can because that calls into our package price. So our package stock single vision, edge and assemble two year AR warranty is gonna be $39. But now when you ask the question, is it digitized? If you order a single vision digital, yes. Our generators, every progressive we make is a digital progressive. But can we make a single vision that is non-digital? Yes. We can just make a regular single vision through our generators and it will not be digitized. Is the digi- digital single vision that much better? Depends on the prescription, depends on the patient. Um, most single vision is for a younger client. So is it that magnific- magnificent and significant that they need digital? I don't, wouldn't say it's warranted in every case, but they are better.
3: We can maybe, maybe it's an idea have also a discussion like that seminar and we can talk about different lens types and that'd be le- good if we could get
0: into a technical webinar rather that's than a right. that's pricing
3: right. webinar that's right that's right um
0: anyways i'm gonna leave the webinar off with just one thing it's okay to have more than one lab um dr brill and i we use about five different labs for five different reasons some labs are they they rocket drilling they can do it really well some labs have great polishes some can get get the lens out the door when you got the vip patient so don't be afraid to use more than one you can have two um the other person won't know they won't care the, the main thing is that you do change your buying habits um and don't get stuck so with that being said uh thanks for attending everybody and um yeah thanks guys
1: all right thank, thank you so much enjoy the rest of your weekend
2: right. bye-bye yeah. thank
1: you
0: This brings us to the end of another episode of Itrepreneur, the podcast for wizards of eyes. Go ahead and click over to our website, itrepreneur.com, or head over to Facebook to join our special Facebook group, Itrepreneur. See you there.